Danny, you ready for episode 75? Yes. Right, you said a catchphrase beforehand. So let me record it. <laughs> do, 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 do it again, do it again. Right, Danny, ready for episode 75? Yeah, man, I'm in the trout, on the trout, up the trout, around the trout, inside out, all about. Up around the up, trout. Up around the trout. Who's about? What's that sound? Nobody knows. It's the trout. Trouty trout, 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 the trout. Um, in the trout. Uh, I thought you were doing like a... In the trout. Uh, I'm coming up. Trout. Better get no trout started. Yeah, I was going to do that, actually. I'm coming up, so you better get the trout started. I'm in the trout. I'm in it. I'm coming up, so you better get this party. Uptown trout. I've been living, living in an uptown trout. Da 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 is this the real mm. trout? Is this just a cult? <laughs> Living the... You spin me right round, baby, right, right trout, like a record trout, right trout, round trout. You spin me trout, trout, baby, trout, trout, like a trouty baby trout, trout, trout. If this trout, is the first trout, episode trout. you listen to, there's going to be a lot of context. Yeah. And even if you have listened to this religiously, you still might be off the loop uh, at the trout. Um, Alright, let's get into it. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of Trout, I mean Myths. Uh, I, I enjoyed that intro, Dan, very nice. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Well, not the, to be honest, tell you what, Dan, we're in your room in Wimbledon and about a year ago we were in your room in Wimbledon and it got very hot. Uh, it, it did, and we got, got topless. Oh, <gasps> we got very weird and we got very topless and today was very weird, but we're not very topless. Not very topless. Until now! No, no. Come on! Oh, yeah. topless. Yeah. I'm topless! Are you going to get topless? No, absolutely not. God, why have you got such long hair on your nipple? Oh, don't, don't. Look how long the hair is. Can we measure that? Yeah, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Right, get, okay. Get, wait, okay. get the DRAM. <laughs> get, get, get the DRAM. No, I need to actually get a ruler for this bad boy. Good God. <laughs> Let me, hang on. I'm going down to get my ruler. Right, let's, let's, let's take a picture for, for social media, I think. Wow. Hang on, sorry, I'm really struggling to get my ruler because please describe to the listeners why I'm struggling. Because there's an error in the way. Dan's bedroom's quite small, and also to keep the blinds open so we can actually record, we have to tie up the, the blinds. It's a really messy affair. <laughs> right, I've got a ruler. This is the weirdest start of a podcast ever. Please Magic take, is top off right. as a joke, and he's, he, he, he has a such take a. Take off your top, please. I'm not taking off my top. Come on, take, take off your top. Uh, thank you, Dan. My top is off. Oh, uh, yeah, top's off. Top's off. Right. Why is your. What is right, it? this one. Let's check out this, this one. This is a nipple hair, by the way, I'm about to measure. Holy shit. And it's it's in the areola, so it's quite... Alright. Please put it tight. Alright. Doing the nipple What hair. the hell? It is... That's... Six... 
centimetres, which what? is the equivalent to... Two inches? A two-inch-long nipple hair. Oh, check that. Out. What's my longest nipple hair? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good question. That that's that's one for sure. That one, that one's my longest one. This is this is a podcast which knows no shame. One and a half centimeters. One and a half centimeters. Or what a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> or fuck. Do it. Sorry. Let me hold this hand. Wait, should we get this? From or one of- inch. You got a whole inch on me on your nipple hair. And not just nipple hairs. So, uh, I should we uh, also? Uh, do you want to measure my Metallica wound? Do you want to do oh, that? Oh yeah, let's measure that. I measured it in uh, Durham serial numbers. Yeah. So, uh, so let's let's put that into context. How big is my nipple hair compared to uh, your wound? Is about one by two centimeters. Okay, that's so. My nipple hair is bigger. Your do, nipple hair is bigger. Do you want to take a picture of on social media, please? Of your nipple hair? Yeah, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. This is this is totally normal podcasting, right? Yeah. Should I do like a little? Oh, it's not going to show up very well. You can hardly see it. In fact, you can't see it at all, to be honest. This is pointless. All right, guys. Okay. This no, is, you can't see this it. This isn't going to work. So what we're going to do, instead of putting on social media, what we're going to do is that like, if you see me live live at any time, do you just go, can I see your nipple hair, Matt? And I'll whoop off my top, show it to you. Show you two-inch nipple hair. <laughs> Should you give it a name? Yeah, what's... I'm thinking Alberto. Alberto the nipple hair. Good. <laughs> Can I see Alberto, mate? I might actually keep my top off. It's quite, yeah, it's quite warm, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite warm. Fuck it. Should we do this whole episode topless? Do, should we go shortless as well? No. Boxer shots. Come on. Boxer shots. Boxer. Come on, it'll be fun. It's a, like, you can't, like, it's kind of, like, we built up this expectation now. It's, I feel like we have to deliver at some point. Are we doing it? You took a lot less convincing than I thought you would. Okay, we're doing, we're, we're going, sh- not, we're just going down to boxer shorts, yeah? <laughs> right, me right. and Matt. Now, we're actually doing this in boxer shorts. Yeah. I, I, I'm, what pants am I wearing today, Dan? You know what's funny? We're joking. It's actually quite refreshing because I didn't realize how hot this room was. Until it's very hot, very muggy. And I hope my You're wearing smarty face pants. Should, I take, should we do a selfie for social yes. media? No, <laughs> this... Oh, God. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is definitely happening. <laughs> No, I forgot this is the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> now, the thing is, uh, listen, uh, I am going on a date after this, and I hope she doesn't look from a camera roll. Because <laughs> she's going to see my nipple hair, and <laughs> she'll be sitting, sitting topless from a nipple boy. <laughs> it looks like I'm about to fuck her. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like we've just... <laughs> oh, God, never show anyone that picture. <laughs> it looks like... Just come out of bed and go, oh, you fancy, oh, yeah, uh, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I fancy doing? What are What's you that? doing? <laughs> what do you fancy doing? You fancy doing a podcast? Yeah, sure, why not? Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, this is a weird start to an episode. <laughs> and I was going to tell you about the weird things about my family, but it feels like very odd now, but, uh, maybe we should say... How's your week been, Matt? <laughs> weird, dude. Uh, as you can tell, very weird. Uh, but, uh, how have you been? You alright? I'm pretty good, actually, yeah. Oh, I might actually have to put my shorts. I do feel very exposed right now. I These feel, are very tight. Well, that'd be very good for the podcast. You feel your vulnerability. Put my put my shorts. Back. Oh come on! I can oh. Stay topless though. No, I've. Should I stay in my box of shorts? Well, you know what it's like when. <laughs> I can imagine if one of my housemates came came back. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't be surprised. They wouldn't be surprised. Actually, no, Liam would not be surprised. Um, because I'm authentic. Listen, I'm gonna stay in my. my, my Who's doing? Uh, so, um, 
I uh, I have a weird family, don't I, Dan? You do, yeah. And, alright, do you want to hear about my weird mum first or my weird dad? Well, I know your mum better than your dad, so go, mum. Okay, so, my brother currently has a new girlfriend. Nice. Uh, who I'll well, not name on the podcast, but she's really lovely. Uh, she still hasn't listened to the podcast yet, and... I think she. I think Alex is going to break up with her if she doesn't listen to it. I would agree that is also how it works. Also, you mentioned that that the girl I'm dating at the moment she uh, she hasn't listened to this podcast, but you said that that's actually a blessing. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think if anything, that's gonna drive him away. In fact, yeah. that's why no one's dating me so far because they've listened to this podcast and gone, "Whoa, it's too too uh, sexy." Is that your biggest downfall? Because you're going to date with a girl and then she's like, "Oh, I listen to your podcast," and you're like, "No." Yeah, because there's some episodes which I wish you didn't listen to because. Uh, it's very exposing, like I'm in my boxer shorts right now. Yep. Um, we all met up, me, my mum, uh, her partner Stuart, uh, Alex and Abby in Leeds, right? And uh, we went for some afternoon drinks, quite good fun. But my mum, she, my mum can be quite cringy at times, it can be quite embarrassing. But she brought her A-game on, because uh, uh, they met Abby before, but she thought, I don't know what was up for, but she's like, all right, I'm bringing the mother load, literally. Uh, and uh, what she did is that she brought baby pictures of Alex, right? Okay. And that's the tip of the iceberg. That's quite bad. Uh, have you ever had your mum show baby pictures? No, I haven't really. She's quite good. I think your mum's quite good for that kind of thing, Also, right? I was an incredibly cool-looking baby, so really? there's nothing you could ever show them that would be like, wow, this guy's... <laughs> wait, wait till I show her the picture of uh, we've just taken as well. <laughs> uh, however, uh, yeah, the uh, the issue, yeah, the thing is like, uh, yeah, so it's quite a new relationship and they're quite into each other, so it's quite nice. However, um, uh, my mum got quite drunk, right? And she started talking about some not okay topics for those two starting out. For example, talked about when they're going to get married and also when they're going to have kids. That's an intense subject, it is, isn't it? it is, yeah. yeah. Fortunately, she left it off. But then my mum thought, do you know how I'm going to make this even worse? I'm going to talk exclusively for the next 20 minutes about each and every one of Alex's previous girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I like to shame my brother. I think it's quite funny. But equally, oh my... like <laughs> My mum... Even I was like, mum, please rate it in, please. Like, like, she was talking about every one of them as well. Especially, how did he feel about this? Oh, he was mortified. <laughs> She found it funny, uh, but I I doubted the longevity of that relationship. <laughs> and then she made a joke at the end going, oh, um, oh I bet you're going to talk about me next time when I break up with Alex. And my mum did the most stinkiest sclera in the world. Because she was making the joke, which I think is quite good. But then she was like, you're not going to break up with me, are you? It was like, well, you caused this. It's your fault, mum. <sighs> but yeah, uh, so that's that's quite weird, right? Yeah. That was that's, weird. But that's so my family, though. That's I, In fact, I think I might pretend to... Every girl I date in the future, that I don't have a family. You, you are my family. Uh, so you ever dated a girl for ages, and then your and then your parents found out this whole time you dated a girl and never told them. Uh, I think your mum might murder you. Oh yeah, for sure. She would. As, if I ever got married in secret as well, like did like oh we just like eloped, yeah. Like just like we could, oh we just did it whilst we were there. My mum would be fucking furious as well. I was like, I waited for years for you to have a girlfriend, and I didn't believe it was going to happen. But when it did happen, you ha- you didn't invite me. I brought a fascinator. I, I looked at venues. Why didn't you invite me? She would get super stressy. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously my big day is obviously about her. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she would get quite pissy. Um, but also I had a very weird moment with my dad as well because he got back from holiday recently. Nice. I looked after his cat. Very nice. Persia. Porsche. Porsche. God damn it. So close. She's a nice cat, isn't she? She was a very soft cat, yeah. She's got a bit fatter as well since I last saw her. Nice. 
So, uh, you know, I, Dan has this thing about calling all the cats I love fat, so, uh, apart from Porsche, because uh, he thinks he's, uh, Porsche is cute. Anyway, not important right now, but, right, because I have a bit of a fractured relationship with my dad, and we don't, we talk about quite small talky stuff, but we don't really talk, like, if something is glaringly obvious, for example, I've seen him, like, you know, he's had some uh, bad moments in his life, and he's, like, woken up with, like, falling down the stairs with blood and stuff like that, and he's never acknowledged it. In fact, this is getting a little bit deep, but, like, uh, he uh, suffers from, like, I don't know, it's too deep. Uh, he, he has, uh, <laughs> he, I basically found out that uh, the, the police had been into his house, because okay. he'd been unconscious for a bit, and taken to a hospital, and had to pick him up from the hospital. We've never talked about that ever again. Like, we had that kind of, like, yeah, we've never talked about that. Is that too much for a podcast intro? Maybe. Yeah. I, I didn't go into full details. This so podcast so. has really gone from one end of the spectrum <laughs> to the other, hasn't it? Been from one trap to another. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, um, but, so I, was, I, I, the other day, I saw him for the first time, dropped off my car at his garage, and, right, he was missing a front tooth. Like that, and the main tooth was gone. <laughs> And at no point did I ask him about it as well. Oh, did he acknowledge but, it? No, he didn't acknowledge it. Of course he didn't acknowledge <laughs> it. We talked about the weather for 20 minutes. Uh, but then then I was like, I don't like, how do you approach that with him? Because he's a little bit sheepish about it as well. He, I think he knew that I noticed as well. Oh, that you, oh that, like he thought you wouldn't notice his front tooth missing. Yeah, well, he didn't acknowledge it. And then I was just like, okay, I guess that's a thing now. And I was like, I was so curious about it. I was like, how, how did he lose that too? And I started thinking, maybe he got into a fight, maybe someone punched it, maybe he called, like, uh, a Manchester United supporter, like, a horrendous word, he got punched for it. Uh, I don't know your dad is, is subject to doing that too. He is. <laughs> he once called uh, someone wearing Manchester United's top, uh, a, um, a, uh, called them fucking scum, and that person was a nine-year-old boy. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was your brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we genuinely would not be happy about that. Uh, we weren't allowed to work red as a kid because it reminded my dad of Manchester United. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> That's a genuine fact. Uh, but my dad, uh, he, uh, so I asked, my, I, I asked my dad's girlfriend about it because I had to pick her up. And I was like, oh, what's happened to dad's tooth? And I was expecting this big story, but it's actually one of the grimmest stories I've ever heard because he was on the end, airport waiting for the, at the end of the hall day, getting the flight. He just bit into something. it just eating some like curry or whatever. And not because of the food, but whilst he was eating, the tooth just fell out. <laughs> and my dad doesn't brush his teeth whatsoever, so it just kind of came out from its own decay. He was like, that is the most horrendous story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that horrible? So you scurvy, basically. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's a pirate. That's what he is. So and I was like, "Wow, oh god, that's so bad." That's bad, isn't it? He needs to tell people he was in a fight. When was the last time his dad went to the dentist? Oh, I honestly, I don't think he's ever been. That well, that probably explains. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because he has a. Does he brush his teeth? No, no, absolutely. Like once a month, maybe. That's lucky. You're not even joking. No, no, he doesn't brush teeth. Yes, honestly, gammy teeth. (laughs) It's horrendous. Like he, he would like. It's honestly. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny! <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's so grim. Dude. It's so funny though. The idea that like you've been like worrying about if your dad's okay, he's been in a fight. Turns out no, he doesn't brush Poor his oral hygiene. <laughs> he, doesn't, he hasn't brushed his teeth in ages. And when we say it's like ages, forty years, years forty fifty years, and he bit into a piece of food, and his whole friend. And it wasn't like an apple or something. I think it was genuinely something like chicken curry. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Not even though she had crunched it out, but it's just gone. Oh, God. It's just much it. Just imagine like, that. It's, it's a big tube. Imagine that putting that in yours. Like, imagine that us, right? Imagine biting into food and having your front tooth. Like, I would. I don't know what I'd do. I'd freak out. Because uh, I told my brother that, and he's. And I mentioned that to you off air, he's so dental orientated as well. So he's really fit. I mentioned to him at the Metallica gig, and he was like, for the rest of the gig, he was like, oh no, my teeth are going to fall out. Because <laughs> we have, like, kind of a quite dental orientated. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's that. Uh, so, if you if you had to lose a uh, if you had to lose a front tooth, what food would it be to? It had to be something really difficult, didn't it? Like, really, yeah, like, yeah. It has to be my yeah, yeah. my my greatest love. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you oh, had to lose well. a tooth, which tooth would you pick? One of the very back ones, I guess. Yeah, true. So yes, he looks he looks proper working class now, my dad. He looks he looks like a Bruce Springsteen like ballad. And I'm assuming he won't go to the dentist and get it fixed. Well, I think his girlfriend's trying to push for it. But I hope he does, because I don't want to... You know, like, he's going to look... He looks pretty... He looks like one of the front two. It is, like, literally... <laughs> he looks like a... Like, suckling sucker dads. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, that's actually a horrific story. Uh, so... <laughs> I said that whilst all my boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. And what an emotional rollercoaster would be. You learned a little bit about uh, some darkness there, and stuff like that. Oh, God, that was a good story. Yeah. Has any of your parents lost teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I think my parents... when, when's the last time your parents lost teeth? <laughs> my parents both brushed their teeth, so <laughs> yeah. what a dig! Uh, well, well, Chris, when's the last? Uh, Chris, uh, uh, please email in because uh, we want to hear when's the last time you. Lost I actually haven't been to the dentist in a while. Actually, I should go really. Well, it's at a point where you don't. A checkup's good, I think. But... No, I need a check. I think it's good. I think it's good. You should always have a checkup before there becomes a problem. You don't want to go to the dentist when mm-hmm. you've already got toothaches. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit too late. You've awesome. already had. You've already got a, need a filling or something. I I went to the orthodontics recently to get a new retainer because uh, I wear a retainer at night. Uh, to... Sexy. Oh yeah. If you like spittle, I'm your guy. <laughs> but I went. I went to the dentist and uh, they. Uh, I um. It's quite. I've, I'm really happy with my smile. Uh, I got quite weird teeth, and I had a really. I struggled. I had to get extensive uh, orthodontic treatment to get them. Off. I used to have pretty bad braces back in the day. Yeah, but they're pretty good now. Yeah, you look great. Oh, your, your smile's yeah. lovely. However, I, I quite like my smile. Uh, broadly speaking, there's a couple of things that would change. But uh, I went to the orthodontics just for this ret- retainer, and they was like, "Matt, are you are you happy with your smile?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, oh, good. I was like, wait, there's something wrong here. Like, like you, you shouldn't have said that. Sorry, Mr. Orthodontist. Yeah, because yeah. now I'm like, oh, what? Maybe I shouldn't be happy with my smile. But I'm just going to own it. I love the idea that he sits in the chair, your orthodontist is like, right, finally getting this fixed, are we? No, I just wanted a routine checkup. Oh, yeah, no, that's cool. I'll just put this drill yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Get a mallet This vice, yeah. I'll just put this back. and We're going to give you the Carl Hoff treatment. <laughs> Oh, I, um, I really want to bend my legs, but there's a very real chance my bollock might pop out. <laughs> Should I put my shorts back on? No, you know, I'm committed to this. Uh, if your bollock does come out, I am going to have to reference it on podcast. Okay, let's do this very... There we go. Okay, I didn't see a, I didn't see a bollock. That's very small. Should we go and do a myth? My bollock is the sick from my nipple hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a myth. Here we go. I love it when the myth goes awry. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Back the glory days. So, Dan, uh, what are we talking today? Uh, I assume we're talking about the Aeneid. We are. Part Wumpf. Wumpf! And 
What do you... Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry. That was a very loud vump. Um, ah, it's five in German. There you go. A little song for you. Um, uh, yeah, so today we are looking at uh, what true love means. And also, put five of the Aeneid. And what's happened so far, Dan, in the Aeneid? Now, Matt, can you summarise what's happened so far in the Aeneid? Well, but you have to get the word trout in as many times as possible. <laughs> Sorry, just sneeze. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> It's quite grim to sneeze when you see your whole body shake. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, okay, uh, what's, get the word trout in. Any other specificities? Can I just laugh at the fact that it's been 20 minutes already and none of that's coming out? <laughs> We're going to do a super cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, here's the pit and here's the mess. Done. Bye. Um, yeah, a lot of that is going to be hard to listen to back whilst I edit it. So, uh, uh, yeah, so... Buck, uh, basically, uh, in the trout, uh, Aeneas was, uh, had a big crash, and uh, uh, whilst he was in the sea, a lot of trout swam by and pushed him towards the uh, city of Carthage, where he uh, was asked to retell his story of the Trojan Trout Wars. Uh, and is this funny? I'm not sure. Yeah, keep going. Uh, okay, and then uh, basically he told his uh, adventures in the trout uh, and about how he fought uh, the Cyclops with the trout and all of these adventure stories. However, at the end of the feast, uh, uh, Dido um, was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to fall in trout with him. And uh, basically <laughs> fell in love with him. They uh, uh, She married him uh, under false pretenses. And, uh, and then like it got... And he had to say, oh, you know what? This marriage is in a trail. I've got to leave because it's my fate to leave this place. Uh, and uh, Dido was like, not up for that. Uh, I'm going to trout you big time. <laughs> and uh, then, then uh, basically, Aeneas leaves because of his fate. Dido gets upset and kills herself. That was yeah. a very succinct way. That's a very succinct. And you got a lot of trouts in there. Yeah. I wasn't counting, <laughs> but quite a lot. I'm sweating so much at the moment. It was quite an energetic podcast, wasn't it? Quite an energetic opening. Yeah, it's good. Like again, emotional roller coaster. We went from, we went all the way there, and I'm not just saying. It. Okay, so we are talking about the funeral games today. So, what do you think that entails, Dan? Like the Hunger Games, but a funeral. Yep, essentially. Yep. Uh, so uh, we are book five. So we are going essentially straight from the uh, where we last off with Carthage. Uh, Carthage with its, without a leader and Aeneas sailing off. So, Dan, take it away. Are you rubbing my ruler all over your sweaty thigh? I have just realised I was scratching myself a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was just watching you. I was like, what is Matt doing with my ruler? He's like scratching his inner thigh with my goddamn ruler. It was the outer side of my thigh, not like the inside mm. thigh. <laughs> I can scratch my ball sucker if you want. Please don't. How big is your arm? That's right, let's carry on. I'm so distracted today. As Aeneas' ship sails from Carthage, he and his men notice a bright point in the city, but don't realise that it's Dido's burning pyre. Savage. A storm rises. Oh, look at that beautiful, beautiful <laughs> fire that they've done to celebrate us leaving. Actually, uh, Aeneas, that's your wife. <laughs> yeah, she's burning. She's burning alive. Because he doesn't know she's dead. Don't but, know. But he still, he's very, he feels really bad. Because he had to make it go that way, if you know what I mean? So, yeah. Sad. Sad moment. A storm rises, and the navigator, Palinorus, advises landing. Aeneas knows of a friendly land nearby in Sicily, ruled by Ascetes? Yeah, pretty good. They land, and Ascetes greets them. Then Aeneas proposes a festival and various games. 
boat race, foot race, boxing, shooting, you know the drill. Yes. To celebrate the memory of Anchises, who died exactly a year ago and was buried here. Oh, so we know a year's passed since his dad died. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he died, then the Carthage thing happened, and then, yeah. His dad died of old age on the way back from the Trojan War. Yeah. The men put on garlands um, and make offerings at Anchises' grave. A serpent in seven coils winds around the grave, but harms no one. A good sign. And there is sacrifices... <laughs> Six animals. Okay, what animals did he sacrifice, Matt? Uh, he sacrificed a pig, a goat, a lion, uh, a lion tamer, uh, a lemur, uh, and... Uh, oh, a trout. Yes, and a trout as well. Nice. The first day of the games dawns brightly. A crowd of locals gathers to watch. Four boats attempt the first race. The large boats and brave captains, dressed in purple and gold, are described. Gaius leads at first, but his navigator, Menoetes fears the reefs near the cliffs and directs the boat to deeper waters. And Cloanthus gains the lead. Gaius angrily follows. Meotis overboard. The crowd laughs at Meotis as he climbs onto a rock to drown. Uh, can we do that now as a commentator doing the race? Okay, yeah. And they're off. And they're off. And Gaius is in the lead, followed closely by Meotis. He's gaining on him, Matt. He's gaining on him. He's gaining, but oh, he splashed in the water. What a fucking idiot. Oh, he's trying to avoid the... Meotis navigates, tries to avoid the cliffs. Oh, he's hit the cliffs. Who's, who's the that? The crowd is laughing. Oh, the crowd is laughing. Uh, is that... Is that Clanotheus I see, uh, Matt? He's, he's gaining from third to first. Clanotheus, yes. And uh, Gaius is angrily throws Menotes overboard. Uh, yep. Another captain, Sergistus, <laughs> takes the lead. Mintheus tells him, encouraging his crew to draw strength from the memories of Troy, but also acknowledging that Neptune will decide the victor. Sergistus' boat crashes on the rocks and Mintheus surges forward. Clonothus prays to Neptune, promising to make offerings to him, and comes from behind to win. At the end of the race, Aeneas gives all the captain's gifts. What was the point then? You know what I mean? Like, why? At least have a tiered system. No one won then. Oh, just one person won. Well, one like person won, but everyone got gifts at the end. Oh, it? yeah, that's true. I just think, come on then. Sergistus is the last to return, embraced by his crush. Aeneas happily welcomes him back and gives him this special gift. Of a slave woman with two sons. <laughs> okay, sorry, hold on. Okay, when you said gifts, I thought you meant maybe some perfume or, or some, like some champagne, or a trophy, a hamper, a certificate. What he's done is slave trading. <laughs> also, the person that came last and did terribly is offered what they what they seem to what Virgil seems to think is the best gift. Um, also, why, the, gonna, why are the two sons necessary? But that's quite a lot. Firstly, you get a slave woman. Uh, which is quite a lot to take. Imagine starting the day being like, oh, I'm just going to look after myself. And at the end of the day, you've got a slave woman and you've got to take care of two boys as well. Like, well, that's a big responsibility dolloped on your lap. It yeah. is. All because you didn't win a race. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, there's a lot going on there. First, we see kind of like a mock war kind of happening, echoing what's going to happen in the future. Uh, and, yeah, and... Uh, I don't know why, why it seems a little bit pointless that they're doing this. And I think this book is not one of my favourites because it's just people titting around for a whole book. I like it. The Trojans and locals prepare for the foot race. Here we go, Matt. You love a foot race, don't you? Oh, yeah. Nisus, 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 Nisus and, and Euryalus, Euryalus, two great Trojan friends, join the race, as well as five boring others. <laughs> Before they start, Aeneas reminds them that they'll all get a prize. Why are you giving everyone prizes if they... Also, like, I, what I think... Oh, I'll tell you what's happening here, Dan. This guy feels guilty as balls. So he's yeah. trying to be a good leader and cheer yeah. everyone up. But he's feeling sad, so he's giving guilty... Uh, 
He's throwing them out left, right, and centre. Nissa slips and knows he can't win, but he gets up and tackles the lead runner, Salius, to help Euralis' chances. Euralis. Euralis wins, Uralis. but Salius is angry about the cheating. Aeneas decides that the race results will stand, but comforts Salius in the prize. How many prizes have you given people? How many slave women has he got? Also, you can slip and win a race, because didn't Mo Farah do that in the 2016 uh, Rio Olympics? Yeah, but then I think Nice is tackling the fourth front runner. That's kind of harsh. Yeah. yeah. A boxing match is next. Derry's a musical... Oh, sorry. Musical. Sorry. And <laughs> muscular. Derry's a muscular hero of the Trojan War, steps into the ring, Very and mus- no one wants to fight him. Acestes... Acetes. Acetes, king of the region, goads his friend Entelius to fight. And tell us a former champion protests that he's too old and that he doesn't care about glory. But he gets up anyway, knowing that he'll probably get a prize. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to get one of those slaves for me. Everyone's got... Imagine being the only person in this whole game that didn't get a prize. The spectators admire his enormous strength. During the fight, despite Antelius' slowness and age, Darius resembles a soldier attempting to attack a mountain fortress. Antelius tries to hit Darius, but Darius slips away and Antelius falls. When he gets back up, he pounds Derry so, rel- so relentlessly that Aeneas stops him. And tell us, the winner sacrifices a bull just by punching it with his boxing belt <laughs> and announces his retirement from boxing. So, sorry, that's the that's, most epic thing yeah, I've ever heard. Isn't that the coolest thing? Oh, ever? that's the coolest thing I've so, ever heard. So Antelius is beating the fuck out of this guy. He's like, oh, and, and everyone, everyone has to throw the towel in and say, stop, like yeah. he's out. <laughs> and he's beating his face, so he's killing this guy. <laughs> Aeneas, who's a happy-go-lucky guy, he's like, Mark, can you stop, please? And then he goes, fine, and he punches a ball straight in the head. Kills it, and then immediately retires from boxing. <laughs> a one-hit punch as well. Like, I just imagine that being like... <laughs> so he's punched a ball in the head, killed it instantly, and then has just been like, I'm retiring, everybody. That's that the is coolest, the coolest thing ever. That's the coolest thing. He's my favourite person in the whole oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. He could have had... Any- you can have he's 20, that, 20 slave girls. He's now that. a favorite. <laughs> this has just got a 10 out of 10 for creativity. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And WTF. That's a weird balls. <laughs> Next, here we go, Matt. Next is the shooting contest with bows and arrows. The men shoot well and the men and the man. Oh, well, God, I'm going to have to restart that. Yeah. Next, Matt, is the shooting contest with wow, bows and arrows. Wow. Well, the men shoot well and a man named Eutyrian seems to have won. Since he manages to shoot the targeted bird. Oh, they're shooting a bird. That would be a target. And he's like, pull. (laughs) Clay Pigeon's shooting with an arrow. That's quite hard. With a real bird. Acestes shoots last and his arrow catches fire in (laughs) midair. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of foul play going on here, isn't it? Aeneas interprets it as a sign from Jupiter and gives Acestes the first prize. What was he giving prizes out? Hold on. Sorry. Um, Right, so... He fires an arrow. It catches on fire. Immediately. Uh, yeah, well, he shoots it midair. How has that happened? Because I assume it's a sign from a god, or um, maybe spontaneous combustion. Yes, uh, but so he goes, okay, let's this word everything else. You know, we're doing this games thing, but nope, the gods are saying this guy's a winner. So I get like that. That's that's not fair, is it? Yeah. But also, what prize does Ancestes get? Ancestes. And uh, Ancestes gets first prize is Anchises, um, Aeneas' dead father's, decorated bowl. That is a shit gift. Someone else got to, like... Someone got two... A uh, woman. And a, two slave oh, boys. Well, yeah. And he gets a bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he... What's... What? 
this is what Aeneas is doing. Aeneas has a lot of shit he wants to get rid of, so he's just giving it to everyone mm-hmm. else. But he's under the guise of, of as a prize. So mm-hmm. it's like, do you fancy some cutlery? I've got 10,000 spoons if you want them. Euterion is kind and doesn't mind his unexpected drop to second place. Well, everyone's so chilled out here. <laughs> yeah. As Canius and other Trojans parade in on their horses and perform a highly choreographed horse show that simulates a battle. That is the lamest thing that's happened so far. Um, yeah, so that's the games, Matt. You enjoy that? Uh, well, uh, there's a still a little bit more. I think the gods are going to get involved now. It's uh, what are you thinking of it so far? I'm enjoying this. It's very readable. Uh, yeah, it's very weird bit though, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's like it's like the chilled out. A bit. lot is happening though. I love it. Juno watches these celebrations from the heavens and sends down Iris to investigate. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Iris has just killed uh, Dido as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Iris finds the Trojan women apart from the games, exhausted with sailing and weeping about not having a home yet. Boo-hoo. Juno disguises herself as an old Trojan woman and comes to the Trojan women to stir up trouble. Here we go, Dan. She complains about seven years of travelling, wishes the Trojan ships would go up in flames and exclaims that Cassandra, in a dream, told her that Asites' land is the Trojan de- destined home. Finally, she throws a torch at the Trojan ships. So, have you see, uh, do you see what she's doing there? No. Basically, she's infiltrated these group of women who are kind of like restless. And what she's doing is saying, "Oh, this is Juno, right? Yeah, yeah. we should we put up with this. Yeah, we you know what we should do." She's, into, she's like goading them on to. Uh, yeah. She wants those Trojan women to stay there. Yeah, that means that you know they won't find Troy. They won't find Troy. So, um, can I just go back right to the very beginning of this myth? Yeah. Why is this guy, Asites, yeah. why is he letting them do this massive funeral for a guy who he doesn't even know? Well, it's funeral games, yeah. So uh, they, they buried him there a while ago. I don't know why they were... Uh... And he's like, hey, mate, you seem like a good guy. I'll throw your dad a massive party. Yeah, well, basically, let's do some... That's what I thought was quite weird to begin with. They just went straight into it yeah. as well. Was like, and also, they did the next morning and they had a crowd. And like... I plug really hard for my stand shows and no one turns up but oh, yeah. they, t- they just put on a random event and it pisses me off it is a pretty cool some cool shit's happening though to be fair so it's my comedy show I'd, I'd go to an event if a guy punched a bull to death <laughs> in... <laughs> but it's like, I imagine all the bones fly out of it it's not like <laughs> a cartoon but, um, but yeah so uh, the, Juno stirs up this trouble and to, as a protest she gets them to set their Trojan ships on fire she sets fire to seven of the ships and this is a big moment because like they don't have that many ships left right so setting fire to the ships that's quite catastrophic uh, but it's so they can't find Troy yeah it's part of that that thing one Trojan woman Pyrgo uh, warns that she uh, warns that the fire starter isn't who she says she is and she looks more like a god after a moment of indecision, the woman's longing for home overtakes them, and they start heaping the ships with flammable material. A messenger rushes into Ascanius uh, with the news that the women have begun burning the ships. Ascanius stops the celebrations and reaches the women first, bringing them to their senses. Here's a quick question: um, How old is Ascanius? I have no Ascanius idea. Ascanius is Aeneas's son. Oh, is he like nineteen, twenty? Well, let me just put this into context. When he was at Dido's, he's small enough to sit on Dido's lap. Yeah. That was only, a, what, six months ago? About six months ago. Yeah. So if you can, like, that, that resembles a child, but this resembles a teenager. Yeah. How old is he? Maybe he's like ten. 
Maybe, but even so, this still still is quite mature for what he's... Yeah. Like, he, he's taking up a re- leadership role here, if you know what I mean. So, I think it's... Because they never mentioned his age, but so I always think, think it's quite funny he's, like, 21. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting on a... Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a story, please. Uh, so, uh, as Aeneas arrives, uh, uh, the embarrassed women leave the scene, shaking off Juno's influence, but the boats continue to burn. Aeneas prays to Jupiter to either stop the fire or to kill him with lightning. He, he's quite suicidal in this. He gets he's a bit down. Yeah. A huge rainstorm rolls in, and the, all but four of the ships are saved. Aeneas forgets his fate and can't decide if it would be better to keep going to Italy or remain here, as he now sees his people wish to do. The wise old seer, Naughty, suggests a plan. The tired and the weak should stay here in the city's lands, whilst the fit can continue. So this is very much like, like he doesn't want to... Cause Instead of being refugees, where people are just trying to find a home, people can stop off there, but the rest of them can go on. Yes, yeah. Uh, And he still isn't sure, until Anchises' ghost appears to him at night. Ooh, I'm Anchises. And he tells Aeneas to follow Naughty's plan, and to bring only the best for the future difficulties in Italy. Uh, But before heading for Italy, Anchises says Aeneas should go to visit him in the underworld, with the aid of the Sibyl of Cumae. Okay. A lot of things to deal with here. Firstly, a uh, bit of Roman propaganda for you here, because it means only the best are going to... Tr- uh, only, only the best will find Rome, yeah. That's very much quite on the nose, but you know what I mean. Uh, but also, Anchises is like, okay, come and visit me in the underworld. And spoiler alert, that's the next episode, right? Yeah. But uh, Anchises is like, oh, come and visit me, and we can chat more. It's like... But we're chatting now. You're a ghost. You can come and see me anytime. You can still talk to me, yeah. yeah. But he has to go and see the civil of Kimai. And Kaisi vanishes, and Aeneas calls after him, asking why he must go so quickly. The next day, the Trojans decide who will stay and who will go. For those who will stay, Aeneas marks out the boundaries of the new town, while Asites describes the laws. Uh, they also mark out a temple for Venus, as an, and their priests uh, to look after Anchises' grave. It's quite nice, isn't it? It is. The, the reduced group of Trojans set sail. Venus goes to Neptune and describes Juno's recent plot, then asks Neptune to grant the Trojan safe passage to Italy. Neptune agrees, but requires sacrifice of one man! Which is quite weird. Mm. And that man is Palinurus, uh, the skilled navigator, uh, and he leads the Trojan fleet. At night, the god of sleep comes to Palinurus and forces him to doze off. Sleep, my dear. Sleep, and he dozes off, and he falls overboard and calls for help, but no one hears. Eventually, Aeneas takes over the steering, but grieves for his friend, but blames him for putting too much trust in the quiet sea. So his best navigator is being sacrificed by a god. Yeah, which is weird. It's uh, weird. Yeah, and also because she doesn't want to hit them to reach there. Also, never. Uh, well, no, he do, uh, Venus does want them uh, to reach there. Uh, so does Neptune, which just fancies a person. Dedicate to him. Uh, also, another example of how human lives don't matter to the gods, really. So, yeah, just give me someone and a sacrifice someone willy nilly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, that's the end of book five. Weird book, isn't it? It is a weird book. It's kind of like the chilled out one before stuff gets heavy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that was quite fun. I enjoyed that. Alright, time to rack this mother. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent. And I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts.
in a small doses. Oh, what a day, Dan. Have you enjoyed the news so far? I have, yes. This was a, I preferred this episode last time. Really? Yeah, I think I zoned out a lot in the last one. You definitely did. Uh, so, life skills. What do we learn? Oh, sorry. We rank out of 40. Yeah, you know the rest. Life skills. What, what do we learn? We learn... A lot, actually, to be fair. How to row boats? We learn how to row boats. We learn how, how to, to navigate. We learn how to climb rocks. We learn how to overtake. We learn how to give prizes. We learn how to shoot arrows. We learn how to box. We learn how to kill a bull. <laughs> With a single punch. We learn how to put someone to sleep and throw them overboard. We learn how to burn ships. We learn how to sacrifice six animals. We learn how to uh, go undercover and go to people and start a rebellion. Yes, we learn how to set fire stuff. We learn how to... Uh, look after a grave. We'll look how uh, how to integrate societies as well. Yeah, a lot going on here. A All lot. the games uh, we learned something. A lot of games. I'm gonna go out and say a straight on nine. It's a straight on nine. Boom. It's a full on nine, or maybe it's a ten. Do you reckon it's a ten? I was gonna think maybe it's a ten. Do you reckon it's ten? If there's ever gonna be a ten, it'll be this one. The whole thing was just there's a lot going on. Different games, different events. Well, yeah, different skills and lots of different areas, but also like a uh, not just practical skills, but also like. Civilization skills yeah. as well? I think a 10. 10? 10? Wow! If we can't give this a 10, then it can't. What else can get 10? Morals. Don't punch a ball to death? Not huge on the moral front, is it? It was mostly well, go, go, go. Actually, I don't know. It's more than you might think. Uh, uh, don't punch a ball to death. Don't punch, uh, you know. Give, yeah. Giving prizes to even the losers is bad form. That's the whole. That defeats the purpose of competition. We also learn um, it's quite irresponsible to give someone responsibility like a slave yeah. wife uh, yeah slave women are not possessions to be yeah. given as prizes we're feminists <laughs> um we are i don't know why i laughed after that um sounds very sardonic uh um we also learned uh human lives aren't for gods to choose like palinaris at yeah. the end we also learned that it's not okay for um for the gods to get involved into stuff like setting um Juno influencing people yeah also that uh we also learned why why ghosts can't visit people in the ma- like why can't they say? If, if, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Also learned that we have to pick the best and move forward. Yeah. What do you think? Like a six or seven. Well, what do you think? I think a six, or maybe even a five because it was pretty average. I think it's six. I think okay, six, six is fair. I just thought it was slightly above average, but six, nice. Creativity. We mentioned this before, but oh, I it's think pretty damn creative. Come and tell me about it. Very similar to the life skills one. We've got, but everything had like different layers. So we didn't just have a boring old boat race. We had a guy capsizing. We had yeah. navigators arguing with their captains as to which way is the best to go. We had people swooping in at the last minute. We had guys falling onto cliffs and being like stranded. Yeah, I think that's... And also... uh, We didn't just have boxing. We had a story of a man who used to be a champion boxer. uh, You know, rags to... Oh, he's had his time in the sun. He doesn't want to fight. But everyone's like, look, you're the best. And he's like, I don't want to fight this guy. He's young and he's going to beat me. But he uses his tactician skills and he beats the guy who everyone thinks he's going to win. And everyone's like, whoa, the gold guy won. And he turns around and fucking kills a bull (laughs) in one punch. And then he retires. Imagine if that happened on TV. Yeah. Just grabs the mic. That is a documentary. I retire. Mic drop. Yeah. And also, I think... What it's like short stories here, isn't it? Yeah. Like little, uh, we didn't just vignettes. have like we yeah. didn't just have people shooting arrows. We had an arrow that like Sounds burst like, yeah. into the flames, and everyone was like, "That's a sign." And the gods getting Aeneas has a lapse in faith, and also, uh, but also we again, Roman propagandas are now saying on investing going forward, and yeah, also, that's true. Uh, again, that has a bit of everything. The women burning everything. Yeah. No monsters. 
Uh, but gods are heavily involved. Yeah. Uh, also, we get uh, people like a new place as well, uh, uh, like a new landing. Um, see, gods and kings. Nine? I think it's a nine, and I'll tell you why it isn't a ten. There wasn't any monsters and not much sex. Yeah, and also, but also what we're seeing here, there's an undercurrent here. A lot of nines. Also, it's, a, it's also an homage to Homer, because remember when Odysseus arrived, he does the games? Yes, yeah. And also the, the, the suitors as well. Um, there's, so there's, again, I think it's quite multifaceted. Um, NWTF. Ball. Ball. Guy punched a ball in the punch. I think it's the free. funniest thing in the world. <laughs> that was good. I, I, As a vegan, I find that very funny. Like, uh, he just turned around and bang! Uh, WTF. The fact they're even holding this funeral in the first place is a bit WTF. Uh, they just rocked up to this guy's house, or this guy's island, and gone, nice kingdom you got yourself here. By the way, my dad died a year ago. Do you want if I throw a funeral for him? Yeah. And they've gone, you know what, mate? I'll throw more than just a funeral. Yeah, but imagine, like, but imagine, like, going to a different country. Like, uh, me and you are going to a country again. We're going to hold an Olympic event here? And I'm like, oh, okay then, I suppose. We didn't have much time to organise. It's oh, fine, yeah, just it's get, it, get all the villagers and build townspeople. It and they come. Build it and they come. Um, that's quite weird. Uh, Juno getting people to set fire to ships is quite Yeah, that's weird. What's his face being thrown overboard? Yeah, but, yeah, and also the girl asleep being like, sleep, little one. Because you know sleep is the cousin of death. Yeah. How old is uh, Anchises? No. Uh, uh, Ascanius. Ascanius. That's a WTF. That's not just for this one, though. I think no, it's applicable okay, for the whole thing. Sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, no, sorry. That was wrong with me, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you... What do you think? Because I don't think it's too hard. Nah. There's no gore. There's no... Nah, there's no gore. There's weird moments. Yeah. But nothing substantial. No. And we've had some weird... WTF is... You're also doing yourself a disservice to other myths that have had a lot more, if you give it... I think four. I think a four is fair. Yeah, cause, but I think those four points... I. Solely attributed to the ball punch to zombie. That's you know how, ten, six, nine, and four. Not bad actually. How, how I want to die. Wait, these all these been very creative, by the way. Yes, they have. But how I want to die, Dan, is I want to be punched. Uh, I want to be ball punched to death. That's what I want. A single punch, knock me out. So add it all together. It's twenty nine. Wow, not nice. bad. We've had some high high scores recently. Yeah, uh, and the best thing about doing these saga ones is that we're able to. You know, we get to experience it all, don't we? We do. Oh, well, thank you so much for that, Dan. Uh, it's been a pleasure to record with you today. Uh, should we do... Uh, last time we did uh, the social media in 50, uh, 10 seconds. Oh, no, I know how long he's going to... I'm going to do the social media stuff in as long as it takes you to put your clothes back on. Oh, that's a good... Should we time it as well? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, you get ready to time it. Okay, let me... One second. Uh, I'm going to be watching you. You have to shout down when you think all your clothes are on. And you have to inspect them. And they can't be backwards or inside out. We're talking... Okay. Properly on. Okay. Uh, just short... You know, you should put your shorts and your top on. Because Matt, by the way, just to repeat, has been in his boxes the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I think they can tell. Yeah. I, I give a different frisson when I do okay. it. Well. I think it's been quite more natural, to be honest. Yeah. I also grab my boob quite a lot, okay. so... Okay, are you ready? Ready? We're going to press. Just, it press that one and count down from five, so... And then it will go. Yeah. So count it down. Five... And you have Four, to take social media. Three, two, one, go. Uh, social media. So you can join us on Facebook and Twitter at Miss Podcast or email us, misspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Give us five stars on iTunes, please. Um, you have to do the belt as well. Yeah, you have to do everything. Uh, we have to, always oh, belts on. Um, I'd also like to say, uh, please, yeah, oh, uh, Patreon or Kofi, you can give us money. Um, it costs us some, you know, to, to do these sort of things. Five stars on iTunes, I've already said that. Okay. Um, yeah, it costs us money to do this and we're really grateful if you donate. That's everything. And here's Tops back on. 25 seconds. Not bad.
Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. Also, your penis is out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'll leave a bullet cap. So. Thank you for listening. I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And this has been Myths. See you soon. Bye. Bye. In the drought. Myths. Myths. Should we measure my pin? No, uh, uh. <laughs>